We'll be looking at that story in a few minutes. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today, for a chance to look at this, who you are. And as we see who you are, I'm asking, Lord, that you would help our lives to conform to who you are. Lord, I'm praying for our church as we approach this Easter season. Lord, that we would see you, um, see how you revealed yourself and who we are. We'd see your love, your grace, your truth, your life. Lord, I'm praying for um, us at Asbury that we might uh, catch a fresh glimpse of you, a fresh vision of you. Lord, there are many people in our church who are challenged at this time, some with a pandemic, some with uh, uh, personal relationships and situations, some with, um, you know, uh, medical situations. And I'm praying, Lord, wherever people are, uh, that you would meet them in the middle of their troubles. Lord, you've told us that in this world we would have troubles, but take heart that you've overcome the world. So I pray for each person. In these moments of silence, Lord, we would each bring our prayer request to you. Thank you, Lord, that you hear and answer prayer. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Well, this morning, we're going to take a look at the Palm Sunday service, and I want to talk about the truest story ever told. A, a year ago, we, we closed the, the church for the first time because uh, of the pandemic, and I was thinking, okay, you know, it's closing it right before Easter, not great, but at least this, this should be done by the end of summer, right? And, and we still have a way to go. Over the past couple of months, um, You've been listening online, or you've been here in, in church, and, and we've been talking about the stories um, of Jesus. We've been talking about the life and the death of Jesus. Um, and so, uh, and we've also been talking about the stories that you tell yourself. We've tend to, we tend to think in stories, and, and we tell ourselves stories about ourselves. You know, some of those stories can be helpful, or harmful, I should say. You can tell yourself the story, well, I'm a loser, or everybody, uh, everyone is out to get me, or I'm worthless. And those stories will come out of how you've interpreted your own history and what others have said to you. Those stories will shape your life, and not in a good way. Our lives write a story. The choices we make, the stories we believe, all go into writing our story. So if I was to ask you, tell me about last week, you would tell me the story of last week. We're all writing a story. I think most of you get that. At the same time, as we're writing our story, there is a larger story going on. That's easy to see right now because of the pandemic. There's a, a worldwide pandemic that's become part of your story. And you have become part of the story of the pandemic. Isolating, um, uh, wearing face masks, all those sorts of things. It's our story, and we're part of a bigger story. Even you choosing to be here today or watching online 
makes you part of a bigger story, makes you part of the Asbury story. And Asbury has become part of your story. The story that you're writing with your life becomes part of a larger story which shapes you and you shape it. But here's the thing. If you're not careful, we can be part of a false story. There are a lot of scams going around. I don't know how many times I've had the phone call. You've probably had it too. This is Revenue Canada calling. You are going to be, uh, uh, legal action will be taken against you unless you contact us right now, right? Uh, you've heard that. Um, if you buy into that story, that is going to hurt your wallet, right? Um, because uh, that's, that's what they do. It's obviously false because Revenue Canada doesn't deal uh, by telephone, but, but it can hurt your wallet. There are a lot of false stories out there, and there are worse ones. Worse ones than the ones that hurt your wallet. Those are the ones that hurt your soul. Stories like, there is no God, or eat your own God, or religion and good works and good behavior will earn your way to God. There are stories like, sin won't hurt you, or what you do doesn't matter, or the only person that counts is me. And when you buy into these stories, they hurt your soul. So on this Palm Sunday, I want to take the opportunity to, to lean into the truest story ever. As the story you write aligns with this story, it will fill your soul with the riches of peace and love and joy. If you allow it to write your story. Your story will be full of meaning and purpose. In short, living in harmony with this story will allow you to live the life that is really life. So our story, to start our story, I'm going to start in John chapter 1. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I like the book of John because whereas Mark and Luke place Jesus into a specific historical context, in the days of Caesar Augustus, John reverses the order. And he places John the Baptist, Abraham, Israel, indeed all of history in the context of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. And we see this as the passage pro progresses that the Word is another name for Jesus. Before anything else, it says, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That word, with God, could be translated before God, or face-to-face -face with God. In the beginning, there was only God, the Father and the Son, in a face-to-face -face relationship with each other. 
And out of that relationship comes all of creation, all that is. The relationship between the Father and the Son, that's at the heart of everything. That is where real life, real truth emanates from. Jesus came into a world that was dark. Darkness is what we've been talking about when we talk about false stories, the scams, the lies, the the things that are damaging for our soul. Jesus came and he said, I am the light of the world, and he speaks into that falseness, that darkness. Here's what he says in John chapter 1, verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness that is in this world cannot stand before Jesus. Jesus goes on to say, And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Catch that, full of grace and truth. The Son who was face to face with the Father for all eternity came And he was full of grace. Grace grace is that undeserved favor. He looks at you and says, I really like you. In fact, I love you. And truth came full of truth. And he he dispels and, and weeds out the lies. His favor is towards people. Even blinded people. Even people walking in the darkness. And because uh, he's full of truth and light, he's able to lead people out of the darkness. So, Jesus is the one in whom John puts all uh, historical context into. Now, let me take you to Luke. Luke tells the story of how Jesus came into the world. You'll know the story because it's read every Christmas. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news, which will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Catch that last night. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those in whom his favor rests. That line's going to become important as we move into the story. When Jesus came into this world, the angels worshipped. When light breaks into darkness, worship is the the proper response. When God breaks into us, worship is the right response. Over the last number of weeks, we've been looking at the life of Jesus. You will remember that Jesus grew up and he taught the word of God. He, He preached about the kingdom of God and he invited people into that kingdom. And we saw what the kingdom was like by his teachings, by his healings. It was the true story. Here's one of the ways that Jesus described his mission. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 says, And the Spirit of the Lord was on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free, 
to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He's saying, for those of you who are, are bound in poverty, poverty of soul and life, to those of you who are bound in chains of sin and death, for those of you who cannot see because of the darkness, for those of you who have been oppressed by the enemies of God, and he proclaimed healing, he proclaimed freedom, he proclaimed the truth that God really loves you, and that he's on their side. And he says the same to us. He says the same to each one of you. God really loves you. And he wants to proclaim freedom in your life. You may think that your life has been too bad for God. God would say this to you, I really love you. I really want you to be part of my family. Jesus is full of grace. Rebuke your disciples. Jesus says, I, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Jesus is saying that worship is, is woven into the very fabric of the universe. It must happen. It seems kind of strange to talk about worship during a pandemic. Um, I know that the worship experience does not translate really well over a screen, for those of you who are watching at home. And I know for those of you who are gathered here wearing masks, being social distanced, the worship is muted from what it often is. I long for the time where we with unmasked faces can sing as loud as we want the praises of God with the people of God. But in, until that time, it is what it is. But some, in some ways, this is the perfect time to talk about worship. See, often when we think about worship, we think about singing songs. But most of the worship that we do happens while we're just living. When what we do in the world and what we do in word or in deed is done for the glory of God. Where what we do in word and deed echoes heaven. That, my friends, is worship. To put it another way, we worship when the stories that we write with our lives echo heaven and align with the character of God. When the stories that you and I write with this week align with the story of heaven, that's worship. And here's the thing. You and I... We're made in the image of God. We were made to reflect God. That is another way of saying you were made to worship. You were made to join in with God's story in what you do and in what you say. And you will be most alive when the story you write with your life reflects the story that God wrote. You will be most at peace when you view yourself through God's eyes. You will be filled with joy when you live out the life that is in harmony with the story of God. He is the one which all things 
have proceeded from. God the Father, face to face with God the Son. And from that, all of it began. And as you learn to live in harmony with that story, something good happens in your soul. Now I want to apply this so it just isn't sounding like a nice sermon that we receive as information and be dismissed. Each of you will be at a different spot on your spiritual journey. Some, let me start with those of you who are just beginning uh, the journey. First stage of of the journey is, is one of faith. Do you believe God wants your story to be in harmony with with his story, and that he'll give you the power to do it? Or maybe the question before that is, do you even want this to happen? Here's what Jesus said. He said, he is the light of the world, but he also says in John chapter 3, verse 19, the light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. There, there will be some people who will be attracted to the darkness rather than the light. They want the darkness. If that is you, I want you to know that that Jesus still really loves you. But he grieves for you. He wants so much more for you. He wants you to live the life that is really life. We talked at the beginning how Jesus is full of grace. He loves you and he wants you to know that love. Don't buy the devil's scam that Jesus doesn't want you. He does. He comes and says to you, I really love you. For those of you who who think you've been too bad for God or that you can't change. I want you to know that Jesus is full of grace and truth. He says, you haven't been too bad for me. I'm the one who knows who you are, and I I knit you together in your mother's womb. I, I know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You haven't been too bad. I want to call you into life but you won't be able to change by yourself. You're going to need me. Will you whisper a prayer this moment and just invite Jesus into your life? Say, Jesus, I accept your offer of life. Come into my life. I want to follow you. There are many of you who've been on this journey for a while. There's some of you, some of your story that's in harmony with God and some of your story that, that isn't. And, and because of, of, of the brokenness you feel there, or the things you don't want to give up, you know that there's some part of your life that's, well, it's like a dissonant chord. It's just kind of out of step with the echoes of heaven. I want you to know that Jesus wants to heal you on the inside, in the broken places. He's going to ask you to to leave the dark parts of your story behind. But here's what I found. 
I am unable to change myself, but the more I lean into Jesus and the more I'm connected with Jesus, the more I abide in Jesus, the more he gives the power and he changes me. That's the way we receive all that God wants for us. It's not to try to be better or to try to, uh, to be good in your own strength. Spend time with God. Ask him, you know, God, what do you think of me? You're going to hear a story of love and grace. As you do that and spend time with him, the pull towards him will become stronger. And the pull towards the things of this world will become weaker. There's some of you who've been living in harmony with God's story for a while. Your story is in harmony, or mostly harmony. You've experienced his peace, you've sensed his love and joy. Your heavenly father looks at you, he's smiling on you. I want you to know this. Because you're breathing, God has more adventure for you. There's more life, real life, that he wants to breathe into you. As you start to see who Jesus is, the one who from the beginning was face-to-face in relationship with the Father, as you see how he came into the darkness to bring light and life, as you hear the choir singing glory to God on the highest, and, and you hear the crowds on Palm Sunday echoing those choirs, Jesus points out, and Jesus points out and says creation was made to echo heaven. Will you look at Jesus? And will you let your life become an echo of heaven? Will you write a story in the decisions you make this week that is a story that's in harmony with heaven? That's where real life is. Paul told Timothy this, and I will tell you this. Take hold of the life that is really life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for being face-to-face with the Father and all things coming from you. Thank you for coming into a dark world and bringing real light, how you were full of grace and truth. And that extends to us right now. For every person who's listening online or here in person, I'm asking, Lord, that you would meet them right where they're at. And, Lord, that you would lead them to write their story well. Help them to lean into you with all that they are so that they can see who you are. Help them to abide in you. Lord, thank you. Help our lives to be lives of worship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.